0: Come on
1: let's really give me a good work. now i'm
0: just joking it's all good so good is everyone doing well come on how many of you know god's in a good mood he is in a good mood really is i want to talk today something that's been on my spirit um how many people are here on tuesday night i spoke on building and i want to continue that today so can we start by doing the chronicle scripture um i really believe that god, god is a builder Not Bob, but God. Everyone say God the Builder. He loves to build. And we are right now in a season where God is wanting us to partner with Him to build. And so this is something that I really believe is really important in this season. So let's read this together. We'll read from the New American Standard. I just want everyone to acknowledge the date today. What's the date? 28th. And what are we reading from? 1 Chronicles chapter... Twenty-eight. So good. Okay, so let's read this together. Then David gave to his son Solomon the plan of the porch. How many people have a porch? How many people? There was a plan to build it. One. No, no one. Okay, cool. Keep going. Porch of the temple. Its buildings. Its storehouses. Its upper. Its, in, its upper rooms. Its inner rooms and the rooms and room for the mercy seat i was using the word room the other day um who was i with was i with someone here i was saying the word room they were like it's not room it's room now what is it really depends where you're from how many people are from the uk here oh wow okay great so you guys have got obviously excellent accents um but yes room the word is room okay keep going okay and the plan of all that he had in mind for the courts of the house of the Lord and for the surrounding rooms for the storehouses of the house of God and for the storehouses of the dedicated things. Keep going. Then David said to his son, be strong and courageous and act. Okay, just pause it there for a second. Be strong and courageous and act. Solomon was being charged to do something important. And David was saying, I'm charging you, but you need to be strong and courageous in order for you to act. Or it actually says work in other, in other translations. So be strong and courageous and work. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, is. Can you give me this? Give me that stool. Okay, so. So, we are in a season of building. Let's put up the next scripture that I gave you. If we can do that, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, everyone knows this passage. And so, it's a bit from the book of Bik, from the Bik of Hebrews chapter 10. And it says, therefore, when he comes into the world, he says, sacrifice and offering you have not desired. Now, everyone who's part of the, who's part of the internship here. Yes, you've been part of it. Awesome. We are real, firm believer in scrolls here. We believe in scrolls. We really believe in books. And this passage speaks specifically, this is Jesus, or referring to Jesus and his acknowledgement that he is here to fulfill a scroll. How many people know that you're here to do something important? You're here to actually fulfill, how many people, okay, hold on. How many people know that you're actually here to do something important? Okay, I'm going to ask that one more time. How many people, okay, this is a really big deal because if you don't believe you're here to do something important, you probably won't do something important. Okay. We're here for such a time as this. We hear that all the time. But what's really, really important is that we understand that we are here for a significant thing while we're on the earth. I want to, do, I want to make significant impact while I'm here. How many people are with me? I want to damage the enemy camp I want to bring transformation to the earth from my life. I want to turn the world upside down. It says in the book of Acts that they turned the world. What do they do? Turned it upside down. How many people want to turn the world upside down? How many people want to go to prison to do that? Okay, great. I'm I'm just like, everyone's like, no, where are we going today? And so... So on this theme of building, we need to understand that we have been and we are being called to do something significant while we are here, whether that's a place of restoration, whether that's a place of building something brand new or whatever it looks like, but it's all about partnering with God. Everyone say partnering with God. It's all about partnering with God in what He is building, what He is developing. He's been around a lot longer than we have and us partnering in lining up to what he is doing, what he is saying, and us partnering with heaven in what heaven's building. How many of you know it's better to build with heaven than it is to build by yourself? And this is what I want to talk about today. So let's go back to that scripture. It says, therefore, I will never preach without my glasses again, it's a promise. Okay, therefore, when he comes into the world, he says, let's read it together, sacrifice and offering you have not desired. Keep going. But a body you have prepared for me. In whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come in the scroll of your book, it is written of me, to do your will, O God. After saying above sacrifices and offerings and whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, it's a long sentence. You have not desired, nor have you taken pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. This is really important. Then he said, behold, I have come to do your will. Everyone say your will. How many have come to do your own will? Most of us. Okay, let's be real. But look what, look what, look what, look what it's saying here. I have come, I have been born from above to do your will. Not my will, but yours be done. Okay. <laughs> then it says this: He takes away the first in order to establish. Everyone say establish. Establish the second. Keep going. Last one. By this, we sorry. By this will, we have sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So this is really important. So we understand then that Jesus came to do the will of the Father. I'll be running around a bit in a second. And so it says this. So the word established there, where it says that he is called to make the first obsolete, but to establish the second. The word established there in the original Hebrew, oh, sorry, the original Greek is the word histemi. Is that correct? Are you happy with that? Well, it will do. Okay, cool. And it means to establish something, but we understand that the first order was made obsolete. Everyone say obsolete. Now, I'm not gonna go into the basics of the message of grace right now, but the reality is that what God says is he says that Jesus came to build something new, to to close the door on something old to fulfill, says that I have come to fulfill the law and the prophets, to actually close that down and to build something brand new in its place. You see, when you got born again or when we got born again, we understand that we were predestined to be here now. Now, if you don't believe that you are predestined to be here now, this could be a big problem. We have to understand that there is a predestined reality that before we were born, that there was a book, there was a scroll, something written about us. And we need to understand that before we came here, there were good works prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That we are born for such a time as this, that we are born for significance. Everyone say we're born, I'm born for significance. Now I started with a scripture where David is charging Solomon with the building of the taking over of the building of something very, very special. And he charges Solomon to build this. And when he charges him, he says, be bold and very courageous, and act. Be bold, bold and very courageous and act. You see, one of the things I feel like God, how many people are here on Tuesday again? You heard me talk on building, I was talking about building buddies. And I was saying that we need to be discerning as to who God is releasing us to build with in this season. That was what I was talking about specifically. Now, what's interesting is that as we enter in to a new era, how many people like the phrase the new era We're in a new era. Who's ever heard that prophetically? You know, it's like, yeah, we're coming into a brand new era. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Do you boys have something you want to share? No? Okay, cool. Um, How many of you know they could preach better than all of us, probably? Okay, now, what's interesting is that when did the new era start? When did it start? What is the new era? Sorry, I'm not going to kill too many sacred cows tonight but what this, afternoon, this morning, how many people sleep here? Because I certainly don't. And, uh, um, but what I do wanna do is I wanna catch something and I wanna kind of nip it in the bud early that this isn't, we can say that there's a new day and there's a new beginnings and that, that is real. God does new things. How many of you know? He says, before a new thing happens in the book of Isaiah, I announce them to you. He says, forget the former things, behold, I do a new thing. That's actually talking about the old and new covenant. That's literally what it's about. We, we see it posted. We've got the wristband, the tattoo. But really, that's just a reference to the old and new covenant. It says, do not consider the things of all. Behold, I do a new thing. It springs up all around. Do you not know it? And that's actually referencing the prophets that have spoken about the new covenant. That is literally what it's about. But let's take it out of context quickly. And, and, but, but let's look at this whole new era thing. Because we can say we're in a new era. But the new era started when at Calvary. Or let's say the new era started with the ascension of Christ. When Jesus ascended, the new era began. And He said, receive the Spirit. And then we know that there was, in Pentecost, and we know that there was a pouring out of the Spirit of God at Pentecost. And that, I believe, was the beginning of the start of the building of the New Jerusalem. I believe that there was a partnership that happened right then, with the Spirit of God, as the Spirit of God was poured out, I'm not going to go into it now, but we know that the first stone was amethyst or the bottom, which means sobriety. And then when it gets poured out, when the Spirit got poured out, what's the first thing they say? These men are not drunk as you suppose. It's so actually talking about the sobriety, talking about the foundation stone, which is amethyst, which is a stone of sobriety, which is one of the stones of the New Jerusalem coming down. So I believe that there was a building, and I've heard a couple of prophets speak on that, but I believe that there was a building or an invitation to build that happened at the day of Pentecost. And God didn't say after that, okay, guys, get ready. We're gonna build the new Jerusalem today. We're gonna build, get ready for the outpouring of the, because He had already done it. He had already given us the commission and He had said, be bold and very courageous and act. Build what I'm charging you to build from the pattern of heaven. Is everyone okay? Am I preaching too strong? From the pattern of heaven, Partner with that pattern. Administrate from that pattern. Administrate from the blueprint. Be bold and very courageous because what you will build is contrary, everyone say contrary, to what the world wants to be built. What you carry is contrary to what the world carries. I've been watching a lot of, um, uh, when you don't, I don't sleep overly a lot, but when I don't sleep, which is sometimes, um, I watch a lot of reels. And because I've got, uh, because I, um, is, who's got Instagram? Gosh, only four people. Now that is a lying spirit right there. <laughs> Tell the truth now. Who's got Instagram? Okay, that. Oh wow. Okay, <laughs> you still have like three people. They, you thought that there was going to be some kind of prayer for repentance after on Instagram. There could be. Um, <laughs> But what's really interesting is I love watching reels because the more I watch, because obviously I like watching conservative preachers and I like watching, I mean, this is me, the woke agenda being constantly exposed. That's what I love watching. So therefore, I get loads and loads and loads of reels about that. And some of the stuff that I see is so, it's not just, it's not just contrary to what I believe, is so ridiculous It's so absolutely ridiculous. I'm watching something about menstrual cycles for for men who have become women at the moment. How many people have watched that? Arguing and debating. We do have menstrual cycles. How? How many people have watched any of this stuff when it goes into debate? It's actually going into debate. You've got to be a crazy kind of stupid to believe that. Come on, let's be real. And the fact that you're clapping is even, it makes it even worse, doesn't it? Because it's actually there. People are actually listening. And people get offended if you say you are not actually, I was watching something, I think last night, where people were getting offended because someone challenged and said, you're not on your period. And this guy was like, I am. (laughs) And this guy is a scientist, doctor, whatever, is going you are not. And he goes, you have no idea. And then he's got images of him cramping on it. Sorry, i just got to say it. Cramping, cramping on his bed. Who saw, who's seen this? But he's on his bed cramping and he's going, I'm going to film right now to prove that I'm having my period. And he's on the bed cramping, getting cramps. This is what it looks like every month for me. Are you joking? That's called a spirit of delusion. That's called a spirit of deception. And let me tell you this, the whole world is under a spirit of delusion and a spirit of deception, which is why we are called to turn the world the right way up. This is the whole point. Turning the world upside down is actually turning the world the right way up. That's what this is all about. It's all about turning things on their head because that's the way that God designed them. You see, the enemy comes to warp and twist truth. And we are called to, with the Lord, set the paths straight. How many people are called to set the paths straight? Well, this is what it costs. But in order for us to act, in order for us to build, we need to be bold and very courageous. This is a very big deal. This is why I started with the book in, uh, sorry, the thing in Hebrews 2, Hebrews 10, sorry, but at the beginning was because Jesus knew that He came to do the will of God, and He knew that what He had to do was very significant. We are here to do something very significant. And let me tell you this, it says, deep darkness covers the earth, but the Lord has arisen upon you, and kings will come to to your light, and sorry, uh, nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. And so I'm sorry to preach strong today. I'm actually not at all, because this is what we have to do. But but if we don't understand that our mandate in this time, in this hour, that you, God knew that I would be, I'm not gonna tell you how old I am, but I could be mid 40s. But in, in God knew that I would be mid 40s in 2023. He knew, and he knew that I'd be carrying a pulpit and he knew what I would be, well, he knew what my core values would be. He knew what I had built with him internally, and He knew that out of the abundance of the heart, my mouth would speak. Therefore, He gave me a platform. Do you understand? This is a sign. Everyone has a platform. Some of you misuse it. Some of you don't. Some of you, is what it is. Facebook is your platform. Just because you have a platform on Facebook doesn't mean you should post all the time. Just remember, it says this. I know, that's what I thought. Where words are many, sin is present. Oh, you can't say that. Let me say it again, because the Bible says it. Where words are many, sin is present. That includes posting online. That includes bringing your whole world before people. I believe there's a massive lack of wisdom in bringing our world before people that we don't know. I believe there's insane lack of wisdom there. Do you know why? Because your information is going to places you've got no idea about. Oh, no, it's okay. No, it's not. Just had to say that. Anyway, all right. I'm not saying don't post, but be wise in your posting. You go, oh, wow, I only got 300 hits. 300 people seeing your post is a lot of people. It's bigger than a normal church. Your audience, we have have lost the ability to understand what size of audience is because of social media. We've lost that ability. Okay, cool, all right. So, is everyone okay? All right, so we are being called to build with God. See, God knew what He was doing. Jesus knew what He was doing. Let's put up Luke chapter 6. From verse 12. And, and let's read this together. Now this is Jesus, and, and obviously, and he's just about to pick his ministry team. So let's read this. It says, it was at this time that he went off to the mountain to pray. Keep going. And when day came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also named as apostles. Simon whom he had also named Peter and Andrew, his brother, and James and John and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon, who was called the Zealot. Come on. Judas, the son of James and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. Became a traitor. Interesting. Was he a traitor when Jesus called him? That's crazy. Hold on a second. Are you, yep, I am saying that. Do you mean that someone else? Yep, okay. Let's let's go, okay, now. Now let's let's keep reading. Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place and there was a large crowd of his disciples and a great throng, not throng, throng of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon who had come to hear Him and be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were being cured. This is a really, really big deal. You see, Jesus came to do the will of the Father. I have come to fulfill your scroll, or to fill the scroll written about me. Jesus' scroll wasn't just the cross. Jesus' scroll was a demonstration of the kingdom and a demonstration of turning the world back the right way up. You see, demons being in people's world is not God's plan. So what is the answer? When we turn the world the right way up again, what is it? To get rid of the demons. Okay, this, that wasn't a complicated. That was really, really straightforward. Okay, sickness is not in God's plan. So part of our calling, part of our scroll is to get rid of sickness. This is really, really important. Let's put up, um, uh, you'll understand where we're going in a second. Let's put up um, Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. So Jesus went out. He knew that he was being called to build. He he knew that he was being called to fulfill the will of God. He went up to a mountain. He spent all night in prayer. He came down and he selected. Everyone say selected. Selected. He selected the 12 and those were the 12 that He was being called to build with. He was being called to build something new, a new era on the earth, something that had never been built before and He was being called to demonstrate it through 12 amazing apostles. Were they amazing? Or were they people just like us? They were people just like us. Jesus could have chosen Nick Theodosiatus. He could have come off the mountain did well with the surname. He could have come off the mountain and he goes, Nick, come and follow me. And Nick goes, hold on, am I working on a spit right now? Can I just finish, can I finish the lamb? And he goes, let the lamb bury their own lamb. (laughs) And Nick's like, no, but I will follow you, Lord. (laughs) You see, there are people just like us. There are people just like Nick. The apostles weren't special, although if you dare to believe it, they were predestined to be at that time, and they were actually predestined their scroll was to follow Jesus. How crazy is that? Now, how many people would have wanted Judas's scroll? Bad scroll. Okay. Okay. So Jesus summoned his 12 disciples. There's 12 disciples that he had chosen after spending all that time on the mountaintop. And gave them authority, read this with me, gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Let's go to verse 2. This is very exciting. Who's getting G'd up just reading this? Come on, this is what we want to be doing on a Sunday morning. We want to be connecting with the truth of these scriptures so that we can partner with God in his master plan for humanity, which includes. Us, You are born for significance. Oh no, hold on, go to verse three. I don't wanna go through the names again. Oh, what, verse four. Verse five. <laughs> okay, good, let's go from here. So then, then the, these 12, Jesus sent out after instructing them, do not go in the way of the Gentiles, do not enter the city of the Samaritans. You see, he is charging them for action but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Notice how he calls them the lost sheep. How crazy is that? He recognises what, what happens. What do lost sheep need? A shepherd. What is he commissioning them to be? Powerful shepherds with authority. How crazy is that? He is charging them, go and be shepherds, but don't be shepherds without power and authority. It's so powerful. Okay, well, okay verse seven. Okay. As you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now the word at hand there means has been fastened upon. In the original Greek, it means being fastened from one place to another. It's a permanent fixture. He's talking about the finger of God driving out demons. It's a, everyone say permanent fixture. It's a permanent reality. So when that, that spirit comes, this is really important that we understand this, when they, he says, go and preach the kingdom, go and drive out devils, go and heal the sick. He's saying, then go and say, this place has been transformed because the kingdom of heaven has been, has been established here. You see, they were building something different. They were establishing something that had never been there before. The kingdom of heaven being made manifest and being fastened upon earth. What does Jesus say? Just keep keep that up for a second. What does Jesus say in the book of Matthew chapter six? Talking about what we should pray. What are we supposed to pray? Your will be done on earth as it is in, this is His will. His will is that heaven is established through His believers, building something that has never been built before, turning the world... I was going to speak on drink offering. Uh, I have this whole huge teaching on drink offering. And the Lord was so specific this morning or or yesterday. He said, I want you to speak on this. I want you to talk about significance and my people being called to build and turn the world the right way up. That's literally what he said to me. So as you go, uh, Jesus commissioning again, uh, uh, go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leopards, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. You see, this is, a, a, do not acquire gold or silver. That's yeah, okay. You can just leave it there. You see, this is the commissioning. This is, the, this is what they're going. But he says, what does he say? He says, go and preach the kingdom. Go and preach the gospel. Go out and speak the things that you need to speak. And accompanying, uh, accompanying that will be miracles, signs, and wonders that follow. And when you walk in power and authority and the administration of that, you will steward and fasten and establish an invisible realm through your personhood, through you being a new creation in Christ Jesus. You will establish an invisible realm that actually turns the world the right way up back to its original design, and people will become who they were always meant to be sickness free demon-free, people that are called to be followers of Christ, people who are called to be able to see the light of the gospel and then become the sons of God and establish on the earth what God has predestined for them to establish. You see, if we don't understand our commissioning, I'm not having a go at anyone now, but if we don't understand that our commissioning is to establish heaven on earth, period, then we've missed it. If we wake up, if we don't understand that our calling is to establish heaven on earth through our lives, whatever that looks like, whether it's through the kindness of God, whether it's through the preaching of the God, whatever it looks like, if we don't understand that that is our commissioning, we will never do it. If we don't understand that we are called to administrate an invisible world through our lives, how many people have ever, you can see a demon, right? I saw one last night, actually. Beautiful thing. Not. Not. you can see, how many people can see a demon? Yeah. How many people can see demons in here right now? Someone. <laughs> Some people are scared to kind of. They're invisible. The second heaven is a realm of invisibility. Yes, we can, uh, yes, we can um, um, see in the spirit. We can get a sense. But if you, we were seeing, if we were dilated to be able to see into the second heaven right now, we would all be on our faces screaming. If you were dilated to 100% right now you would look at your neighbor and you would be on the floor screaming probably depending on who you sit next to if you sit next to me you'd be all right but anyone else in here <laughs> you see the level of dilation everybody has got something there is stuff happening all the time and I'm not saying you know I'm not saying we've all got demons but what I'm saying is you'd see the angelic You'd see the demonic, you would see things so clearly that there would be a level of dilation and it literally would blow your grid and you'd think you're losing your mind. You would think, I've had, I've had experiences where I got dilated before seeing the realm of the Spirit. My goodness, blew my head off. Blew my head off. I got so dilated, I thought I was losing my mind. I rang my friend, this prophetic friend of mine, prophet, and I said, I can't stop seeing things coming out of people's mouths, things going everywhere. I'm losing my mind. And she was really... Really quite laissez quite chilled, quite blase. She goes, No, you've just, just been dilated. But I already thought I was dilated. I can already see in the spirit. She goes, No, no, no. Then I realized that I was only probably 7% dilation as a prophetic minister. I reckon I went up to about 35. I don't think I went more than that. So don't ever think, I'm such a strong seer. Let me tell you this. You want to be a strong seer one day? God, i asked ask the Lord to dilate you. Then I couldn't even leave my house. I was gripping the walls in my house. It was too much. Because, and I, I heard a story by Jonathan Welton. Um, uh, he was on Sid Roth. He got dilated to 100% for, apparently 100%, for a number of days. It wasn't very many days, but for a number of days, he was dilated to 100%. And he... Uh, said that he was seeing things like dogs walking across the floor and he didn't know if they were real or spirit. He was seeing so much stuff. He said that he was seeing snakes around buildings and he was freaking out. The reason I'm, uh, and, and, and then he begged the Lord to take it off him. Now, what's really interesting about all of this, and I, wanna, I want you to catch this, is why am I talking about this within the context of building? Because what we are called to build, sometimes you're not going to be able to see what you are building. Sometimes you are not gonna be able to see what you are building. When we're talking about building the New Jerusalem or the restoration of David's tabernacle, when we talk about something like the rebuilding or the restoration of David's tabernacle, angels are gonna ascend and descend, it's gonna be awesome, but not everybody sees angels. And let me tell you this, the more mature I get in Christ, the less I see and the more I just feel and know. It just kind of broadens out a bit. But let me tell you this, if we're part of rebuilding, say, David's tabernacle, angels ascend and descend, we need to understand that we're building something that becomes an angelic station where angels then go and do the bidding of the Lord, the will of the Lord, out from this place and then impact the, the society, the region around us. If we could see when we worship what actually happens to the region around us, I think we'd be blown away. If when we're worshipping, we'd see the angels that are, that literally mark the walls, but not both inside and outside they put a realm of protection around the house here. Warrior angels, sometimes about 30 of them, literally lining the walls. But people don't see them. When you come in through the door here, the angels that stand guard on the door. But you don't go in. You come in and see the greeter, who's probably an angel herself, whoever it was today, or he. Um, it was Karen. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, but you don't see that. Does that make sense? And you don't even acknowledge that, and you're not even necessarily aware of that. But that is the spiritual reality that we're coming into. And why is that? Because we are born from above into a spiritual truth and a spiritual reality that we are called to administrate something that is not seen with the natural eye. This is just so, so important. And so when we're building something, we should never be down, you know, go, oh, you know, I'm going to David's Tabernacle or I'm trying to partner, I'm building, partnering with the church here or, you know, I'm serving on a a cafe. But we've got to understand something. When someone comes in here and gets free, just the fact that we are sowing into a local church actually adds to a spiritual dynamic that they come into and that freedom, I'm not saying it gets credited to our camp exactly, but let me tell you this, we're all partnering with something, building something much bigger than we could possibly know or understand. Is this helpful? I remember, okay, I'll just breathe for a second. I'm speaking very quickly today, it's the, the strong coffee. and Okay, so... When I went to Buckingham Palace, I was at Buckingham Palace a couple of years ago. You guys have heard this story before, probably. But I was in Buckingham Palace, and um, there was an angel up. Ah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay, sure. I'll tell that story another time. We're being called to build something significant in this season, in this era. Can we put up the Haggai scripture? This is where I'm supposed to go. It says this let's read this together I'm talking uh, to, this is God talking again about building it says speak now to Zerubbabel the son of Shittil I hope that's right the governor of Judah and to Joshua the son of Jehozadak the high priest and to the remnant of the people saying who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory and how do you see it now does it not seem like nothing In comparison, this is really interesting, isn't it? God's talking about the former glory or the former temple and then saying to the people there, who remembers what it looked like before? Who remembers what it looked like before? So keep going. But now take courage, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Take courage also, Joshua, son of Zahodek, the high priest and all you people of the land. Take courage, declares the Lord and Work for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. You can go down go down a couple more if you want to. Well, obviously you want to, but yes, let's let's go to two six. Sorry, I didn't give it to you initially. Um and what we've got here is we've got this partnership with the Lord in building again. We've got this partnership actually yeah, okay. So who is left among you who saw the temple in its form? Oh, no, hold on. No that's no, okay. All right. Why don't you just put up, put up number 24? Let's go Haggai 2, 24. And we'll just jump all the way down. Oh, 23, yep. Yeah. So this is now God, so I've jumped down to the end of the chapter and this is what the Lord says. On that day, declares the Lord, I will take you Zerubbabel, son of Shittil, my servant, declares the Lord, and I will make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you. How many people wanna be a signet ring for God. You already are. You already carry the stamp of royalty. You already carry the authority of the king. You already carry the power that Jesus came to give us. And God is saying, I have given you everything you need to work and to build with me. Don't be discouraged. Instead, take, what's the opposite of discouragement? Encouragement. And the Lord is saying, be strong and of good courage and build and work because I've given you everything you need to transform this world for my glory. This is the assignment is to bring heaven to earth. Let's put the pads on. Oh, wow, that was very abrupt. I didn't want to go, didn't want to go long this morning. But I I did want to just re-emphasise, if you didn't listen to Tuesday, please do listen to Tuesday's message, talking about building buddies. And on the back of that, I want us to just acknowledge something special, that we are here for significance and we are here to build. It doesn't sound like a complicated message today, but how many of you know it doesn't need to be complicated to be true? This is really, really important. You see, there are people here and you've been wondering about building. You've been wondering about your calling. You've been going, oh, am I even in the right place? Am I even doing the right thing? I'm not talking about being at Field of Dreams. Talk about in general. People here, there is a spirit that has brought a level of confusion to turn the heads of people to the left or to the right. I literally feel it. I feel it in the spirit. Since I came back from the UK, I feel this spirit of confusion that's designed to turn their heads, turn the focus away from what the Lord is calling people to to do. This is why I'm speaking this message today. Because the Lord's Word, the Word of the Lord for people is take courage and build. Take courage and work. You are not in the wrong place. You are not in the wrong time. You're not supposed to be in medieval gowns. You are born for such a time as this in 2023 at the age you are now and you've been given everything you need to partner with me, partner with heaven to see my kingdom manifest beyond anything you could possibly imagine. And let me tell you this right now, it says in the Word unfortunately we live by faith and not by sight. So I'm going to ask for a real bold, this is a bold calling right now, a bold altar call if that speaks to you and you feel like something has been trying to discourage you, to take you off track, to lose your focus in the area of building and building strong with the Lord, I'd like you to stand to your feet. Just be courageous. Just be bold. No one's looking around, even though it's nearly the whole church. <laughs> this is the Word of the Lord because there is a Spirit that's come and it's trying to, dis- trying to discourage the builders. it's trying to discourage the builders on Tuesday night I spoke specifically from Ezra chapter 4 and Nehemiah chapter 4 that as soon as they started to build a spirit came in everyone say a spirit came in and that spirit is designed to discourage and disempower people from fulfilling what they are called to fulfill let me tell you this we have to be it says submit to God resist the devil and he will flee. Let me tell you this, that is a devil. It's a devil that sows confusion. It's a devil that puts double-mindedness in your spirit. It's not God, oh, well, I want, no, that's not God. It's not, it's a devil and it's subtle sometimes. Sometimes it's overt, sometimes it's subtle. You're not really, are you really in the right place? Are you really doing the right thing? Are you really, is this really what you're, I'm not talking about the discharge, Talk about in general. Are you really in the right alignment? Are you really aligned, are you sure? It's those questions when you're already on a path, when you're already on a trajectory, it's those questions that are designed to turn your focus away. But the Lord is saying, set your face like flint, be bold and courageous and act, because I'm giving you the pattern and the blueprint and the charge the commission to build with me in 2023 in South Australia, for, for most of us here and wherever you are watching on live stream. But wherever you are, the Lord is saying, unless you're in transition, legitimate transition, not devil transition. Just remember, if you follow a word that's not God, the devil will actually transition you. Well, <laughs> wow, that's the word. Ooh, there you go. How many people want to transition from the devil? Well, keep listening to the words and you could have one. Crazy, isn't it? but we're not going to because we are all safe. And so Father, right now, right now in the name of Jesus, for every person standing, we just take that off people. Don't worry, you're not gonna be transitioned by the devil. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just thank You that You have given us the spirit of discernment. We thank You, God, that You have given us wisdom and clarity for the journey. And so right now in the name of Jesus, we acknowledge and we welcome Your spirit that guides and leads. It says in your word, we acknowledge that it says, we give your word back to you. That says, whether you turn to the right hand or to the left hand, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. So we acknowledge that word. But right now in the name of Jesus, where there has been any discouragement, anything that's been sown into the hearts and minds of people that has designed to detract them, detract from them, discourage them from building. Discourage them because the enemy is so intimidated of what it looks like when they're all in. We thank you, God, that that would be, that spirit would be eradicated today in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for singular focus for your people. And where singular focus isn't possible, Father, we thank you for your grace to empower people to at least stand. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, we, it's just so funny, we had that song earlier. And I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave it all. See, we're not here because of us, we're here because of Him. And so for those people standing, just repeat this prayer. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you permission to invade my space and to eradicate any deception or confusion from my heart or my mind in order that I can see clearly. I love you and acknowledge your word and your perfect alignment for my life in the name of Jesus. Now, everybody stand to your feet. Thanks so much. Put your hands up in the air if you can. If you haven't put any deodorant on, don't do that. repeat this, and I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned in awe of the One who gave it all. I acknowledge, Lord, that I've been born for such a time as this. It's not a mistake. It's not a mistake that I'm standing here right now. It's not a mistake that I'm in this city. It's not a mistake that I'm in this church. I acknowledge that You are the Good Shepherd and You have guided me and continue to guide me according to Your master plan for my life. I acknowledge that You do transition, but I ask You, Holy Spirit, that I would never step outside of your leading and your movement for my life in the name of Jesus. Okay, and I'm just gonna pray, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just release from anybody anything illegitimate that they've been carrying or holding right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, for your angels. That will empower, equip, and refresh. Just like in Matthew chapter 4, verse 11, it says the angels ministered to Jesus and refreshed him. Father, we thank you for your ministering, refreshing spirits to literally be poured, literally go out today and refresh people, body, soul, and spirit, as we are empowered to build with you and partner with you to see your kingdom come and your will be done through our lives. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said. Let's give the Lord a shout. Come on. Come on. So good. So you guys can grab your communion. So good. Rip it off like the band-aid. Just change the old uh, thing changed. Just rip it off. Lord Jesus, we acknowledge that this represents your body and your blood. We acknowledge, God, that this is, represents what you did at the cross. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that at the cross, everything, or well, after the cross, Everything happened. But because of the cross, we are empowered to partner with you in the transformation of nations. So as we partake, even right now, we acknowledge that we are partakers of your divine mandate as sons of God to bring transformation and life (laughs) across the earth. Wow, there's people called to nations here. There is a season right now. Oh, sorry. Just take your communion going to release something prophetic okay Just and I just want to release something prophetic I know you guys have done that I don't want to take too long but there is something about nations and obviously People are being called into nations, and I want to pray for that before you leave. There is a window being opened, a window, a small window. It might be five years, might be four years, might be three years, but there is a window for missions and a window for travel. And I really mean it, and it's in the spirit right now. So if you feel like you're being called to travel overseas, specifically for not just to go to a, go to a nice um, hotel, but if you feel like you, not well, there's anything wrong with that, But if you feel like you're being called into some kind of missional thing over the next uh, year, two two years, you actually feel a place on your heart, Indonesia or, you know, just, I felt Indonesia very strongly actually. Can you stand to your feet? I just wanna, I wanna bless that and honor that because I really believe that there are people being called out to go and do things. Oh, not as many as I thought, but okay, let's pray. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, for those people who feel called to get onto the mission field, we acknowledge that now is a time of open doors now is the window of opportunity to move and to transition and to bring breakthrough. And so right now in the name of Jesus, pointing Ming, you need to stand up. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I speak favor. I can't believe there's not as many as you. This is a realm of favor for travel. I can't believe more people aren't standing. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for a realm of favor for travel, for movements and changes and for nation changing. In Jesus' Name. Father, I thank You right now for those people. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Father, we thank You for an exodus, very short one, out of Australia for people that are called to take the Gospel and to work in missions in all different places by for, for short amounts of time and for longer amounts of time. Father, we thank You for the nations. We thank You, God, that we as Australian Christians, as it were, that we've been marked to, to travel and to bring transformation to nations. And so Father, we say yes to that. I speak a favour right now over any person that's, is it's fitting for now. And we thank you, God, that there will be signs and doors open, provision, everything that people need in order to go with the Gospel, to go, oh wow, 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 with the heart of the Father to bring transformation to nations all over the world, especially Southeast, Southeast Asia and the Middle East. That is, I'm telling you right now, Southeast Asia and the Middle East are going to be, I'm hearing every day, people go, I want to work at the Middle East. I want to, I'm hearing every day at the moment. Those two places for Australia, I really believe that many Christians are going to go and, and impact those places in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, bless you guys. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. It was an absolute pleasure and delight to be with you guys really, really was. We look forward to seeing you this afternoon, hearing from a, an amazing preacher this afternoon. We'll see you at the three o'clock here. Some of you guys are driving up to Moonta. safe travels up to Moonta for this afternoon. My wife's pre- preaching up in Munta, um, but otherwise we will see you either on Tuesday night or Tuesday night or next Sunday. Bless you guys. We love you. Be blessed. Amen. Take care.